And welcome back to Director's Dilemma. I'm going to have to say this will be my final podcast on this platform. So, I think it's uh, come to that stage where I'm going to rebirth the podcast on another platform. So, I I love doing audios. It's... um, you know, it's been a good experience. It's convenient as well because I could just take out my phone and do a podcast, update you guys, and then just keep it moving. But it comes to a point where I think it's just not that it's effective because I don't have a, a goal for the podcast rather than just updating with film, filmmaking and you seeing the journey and probably experiencing the same journey. But I just want to elevate it a little bit more. So I want to take it away from the audio podcast and and go more on a visual where I have a platform where you can not just see me, but it just makes it a little bit more interesting, um, a little bit more direction, a little bit more planning. Because these podcasts are very spontaneous. I just... There's no script. There's no... You know, bullet points. No guidance. So, whereas... The other ones, or the new ones, hopefully, will give more of a direction. um, Step by steps. More bullet points and more more things to cover. Plus, you can comment on it. And um, I can take that feedback and adapt it to the next show or whatever and yeah so it's not going to end this is going to be redeveloped I would say it's always going to take a little bit more longer regarding filming and editing and posting and polishing it and trying to make it pretty whereas this audio podcast isn't very pretty is it That's the plan anyway. Who knows? Things might happen and I might not. Or things might happen and it might turn out shit. (laughs) And I might have to just come back. Um, But I want to give it a try. I want to give it a try. It's funny because I would watch... Like podcasts on YouTube. And I just think it's more... What's the word? Hmm, I don't know the word. But it's more appealing, I guess, when you're watching somebody, watching and listening at the same time. Rather than just having this in your car or your headphones and you're listening and you just... I don't know. It's funny, I've never been a big fan of audio podcasts, yet I do audio podcasting. Doesn't make sense. But it makes sense to me. So that's going to be the next step. So I will leave a link in the descriptions of my socials where you can follow, converse, communicate, get updates. Mainly going to be the Patreon account 
which is free. You don't have to uh, be a member. You don't have to do no membership. Um, I've never asked for that, not even on this platform. And obviously there's going to be the YouTube page and the Twitter page, which I just use to mess around with, really. Um, there are updates on there, but Twitter's more... You know, come through, say hi, I say hi, chit-chat, and keep it moving. I, I, I tend to use platforms for the wrong reasons. <laughs> and so, like, my my Twitter account is, like, yeah, I might post up a, a link to a film, but in general, I might just be clowning around. Um, and I guess that's me showing my non-serious side my my side that you can interact with rather than some who just talk about film, 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 podcast, podcast, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, you know, I think sometimes you've got to show your human side on these platforms. So people, you know, are comfortable in reaching out, I guess. Um, so, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, but as we um, continue for this podcast, it is in the month of November, I believe it's the third, yep, the third today, not long to go before I purchase my cinematic camera, yes, it's going to be between five and eight years old but I don't care because it's the camera I want I'm going for a Canon C100 Mark II or the Canon C300 uh, those are my two uh, cameras which I'm really really looking forward to purchasing to give me that upgraded cinematic look what time is it? Yeah, give me that upgraded cinematic look that I am looking for. Um, once I get the camera, I'm just going to really just mess around with it. And just get used to it, get used to the filters, um, transferring footage. Also, I want to find a platform to utilise to, to um, edit on. I don't really want Premiere Pro because I don't want a monthly subscription. And I hate Dissolve, DaVinci uh, Resolve. I just hate it. I really do. I absolutely hate it. But I think that's going to be the only option. But my MacBook isn't fast enough to handle that as well as handle all the footage. There's lots of little things I need to get, really. Um... I need, I need a big external hard drive as well. Maybe like a, a terabyte. Um, because, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a need, need as well. But I will look into a, a desktop. Um, yeah, a desktop PC. I think a desktop rather than a, a MacBook, to be honest. I know a MacBook is going to be more compatible and more 
you know, just as storage wise put away and just to utilize it wherever I go if I book into a hotel I can just whip it out in the hotel room <laughs> and then um, yeah I need to look into it I need to speak to somebody about specs since they've uh, recently purchased lots of items considering their employment status I won't say no names they know who they are um but yeah yeah so that's that's the itinerary for November I've also picked up a Canon 30D SLR camera it's a I know it's a very very old camera but um I really love the color coding on it the, uh, the way that it takes certain images very very soft it's not not very sharp um soft tones and it's compatible with uh new lenses which is really really good because of my lenses are new-ish i would say so i'm looking forward to that i when i when i picked <laughs> when it got delivered i was like oh, okay yeah yeah go and go to use it um, I forgot that it didn't have a battery. I had my lenses, but and I had an SD card, but it doesn't take an SD card. It takes a flash card, so I had to order a flash card. The batteries are the battery I already have and the chargers I already have, but then they weren't available on me, so I won't be using that camera until <laughs> Tuesday, which is fine. So I've been looking at a few photography um tutorials not that i don't know how to take a picture but i want to be able to take a certain type of picture um understanding the shutter speeds and the isos and how to um double the shutter speed from the size of the lens to give it a certain type of look so I've been watching um, this one guy that I follow on Instagram and his pictures, I really love the pictures because he, he just takes very natural pictures in um, natural lighting. He does a little bit of editing on them, but the subjects that he, he takes pictures of, so he, he'll take a picture of you. Uh, you won't have any makeup or anything but what he would capture is just beautiful just like the way that he does certain things so i've been watching his tutorials um and hopefully being able to apply them once i connect everything up and get it all going so what's the purpose of it well there's a couple of things one i do like pictures i do like photography as well i'm not a photographer and um, I just want to do something different sometimes. Sometimes just taking certain type of pictures and getting that certain type of look. And you could say, well, why didn't I just use my normal DSLR? Um, it's a different kind of tone, different kind of look, different kind of feel. And I just think certain cameras are developed that way for certain looks. And this was the one that I picked. It, it didn't break the bank. It's about £30. 
dear, I think I paid about £30 for it. I think I paid £20 for the bloody flash card. But, hey, it's okay. It's fine. Um, more money to spend in this month anyway, so... I might as well treat myself to something. What else is on the menu? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, two more updates, I guess. So, one of them, unrelated to film, just a personal project, I guess. So, prior to me converting to writing and filmmaking even though I was really into films but I never really done any writing anything just normal stories etc when I was about 13 um but I've always loved films I've always um been into films and especially lots of black and white films courtesy of my uncle Carlos and my uncle Raymond yeah so um two different uncles from different sides of the family, one from my dad, one from my mum. Uh, Carlos was big into like comics, old war books, uh, lots of history. We used to watch loads of films like from black and white war films to cowboy films to updated new action films. It was just brilliant. He had loads, yeah, I think he had thousands of comic books. And when he moved, he said, do I want them? And I, and I said, no, and I should have said, yes, because he had some limited edition ones, but I didn't know then what I knew now. And I lost out. He had some, he had some comic books, like Batman versus Predator, like, like new editions, like prestige condition. Thousands of um, Judge Dread Ace, as it AD two thousand Rogue Trooper, all of them. He had loads of comics, loads of comics. He used to take me to like all these different events and everything. Brilliant, brilliant. And then he had my uncle Raymond, who used to work in um, a video shop, like. Back in the days, we had films on VHS tapes, which were tapes that go into machines. And we had a main store called a Blockbuster, which was the main supplier. Basically, Blockbuster was like a Netflix. But you also had like, you know, individual independent, you know, corner shops or video clubs. And my uncle used to work in one. And during the summer when I used to stay, at my lands, I would go to his video store, take out four films, take them back to the house, watch four films, and then take them back and get another four films. I was going through every single, I tried to go through every single film in that store. I was just going backwards and forwards. So, and I, and it was literally like a five minute walk from the house. So I could just be like watching films, take it back, get a new one, take it back, get a new one. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Because they never really lost anything. It, you know, it's no skin off their nose kind of thing. The tape got back, brought back within two hours of me watching it. So 
yeah, that was fun. I used to watch loads of films, horror films. I used to watch all the horror films before, like, all the 18 plus. <laughs> and then I was, like, 12, 13, watching 18s. It was brilliant. All the Freddy Kruegers, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Menace to Societies, all the original... The breakdance films, I was watching everything, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger early day films, everything, everything. I used to love it. It's brilliant. I can't remember the point now. Oh yeah, my uncle Carlos used to have um, a dark room. He, he was very big into photography. He had a dark room in the back of the house where he used to develop his own pictures and he showed me how to do it. Um, I don't remember how to do it now. Um, but yeah, it was brilliant. Lots of lots of influential people around me. So, but prior to all of that, I was heavily into music. Heavily into music from breakdance days to I don't know, the Forty Five King, rest in peace, who just previously just died. Um. Yeah, I, I, into hip hop, electronic, breakdance, soul. Um, yeah, really, really good. I think I started like writing. Actually, no, before I started writing music, like lyrics wise, I was trying to. I, I, I couldn't understand how they used to make the beats, so I couldn't play any instruments. And I was like, how do they make this beat? And I worked out how to make a beat on first, I think it was a Casio, a Casio uh, keyboard. And then I think we got a computer in the house. It was a Hewlett Packard back in the days, like the big boy Hewlett Packard. And um, yeah, just, just found the software. It was called EJ, I think it was EJ. And it was just drag and drop um, loops. And I would put together all these loops and put together these beats. And it's like, okay. But he was very, very limited. I think he had like a four track. And he only had a certain amount of samples. So it's very limited, but, you know, kind of got the job done for whatever you wanted at that time. And I was like, no, we need more. I need more. How do I incorporate this, this? And, and I used used to just read books and I used to talk to people and I met up with this guy called um, EMC who was on G Street label which um, I think were co-owned by Tommy Boy because Queen Latifah was on there and um, some other artists and Errol EMC he, he, he had a tune on there Called Bad Guy, I think it's called. And uh, yeah, so I met him when I was 14. 14, 15. Uh, we used to work in the same area. And we just got talking and developed from there. And then, like, he introduced me to, like, how to do certain things. And he said, right, you need to get this, you need to get that. I did my own research as well on top of that. Managed to connect 
the keyboard to the computer got my hands on some other software where I can make my own samples and then I just grew from there when I got a job in uh, 2001 I've got more money and I bought me a Yamaha 16AWG which had 16 track recorder built in drum machine and a built in CD burner first of its kind just came out I dropped £1,000 in cash in 2001 for that bad boy you can pick that shit up today for £160 I've checked <laughs> but mine still works still functional and it's a great piece of kit and I did my first mixtape on that and I sent that mixtape to everybody and at the time, Eminem was coming out. I think he just came out. And this record label got in touch with me because they um, heard one of the songs that I sent them, one of the CDs that I sent them. I was talking to them. It's like, oh, I really like the sound, you know, who did the production? I said, oh, I did the production. Oh, oh yeah, it's really, really good, blah, 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 blah. And they said, oh, who, who did the rapping? I said, yeah, that's me as well. Oh, what about the other person? No, that's me as well. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was doing shit like that. I was making my beats, doing my vocals, doing my ad-libs in a different tone, so it sounded like a different person. It sounded like I had a hype man doing my ad-libs. Mixed it all down, burnt it, sent it. So they were getting all hyped up, hyped up. And this is what this motherfucker said to me. He goes, oh, can you rap like Eminem? I was like, no. I don't rap like anybody else. I, what I sent you is who I am. It's how I do it. Oh, okay. So they weren't interested in about hip hop. They weren't interested about the art. They weren't interested about music. They just wanted someone to sound like someone else so they can make money off it so i was like what is that shit what kind of shit is that so i just did my own thing i put out my own mixtapes did my own production and just grew myself that way i decided not to go a label route um i did have another opportunity and it was uh one of my friends got signed and I, was, and I was like, no, I, I don't want to be signed. I said, but um, we can do some projects and, you know, if something good comes off it, then, you know, we can split it that way and whatever. But there wasn't like, there was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds cool, that's that cool. So anyway, my friend that got signed, he was, in the, he was in the studio like a slave. They had him in the studio every night. Sometimes doing the same song every night for like a week. And he was getting like 300 pounds. I think 300 pounds a week. They gave him 300 pounds a week. They gave him a car, which was just a Golf at the moment, at that time. It wasn't a new car, just an average car to get around back and forth to the studio. And they set him up with a, a flat. So, it might have been a good deal for a while. 
until he crashed that car. And then he was on the bus. <laughs> but he kept saying, come down, come down, come down. And I was like, yeah, I'll come down. Um, and I came down. And then I never went back. And then after about, what, two, three months, he got pissed off. And he left because he's like, what well, this got? They just didn't have any idea of how to develop him as an artist. They just wanted him on this one track. I was like, well, if they just want you on one track, why don't they just pay you for one track? Why they bother signing you and doing all this rubbish? So, and I think, I, I don't think he's into music anymore. Um, he's more interested in girls. <laughs> Which is not going to further your career, I'm afraid. But if that's what you want, that's what you want. Me, I dropped a few mixtapes. I did a few productions with um, different artists. Um, a um, lot of African artists, actually. Um, helped another guy with his album. Just helping people, getting my name out there, getting my word out there, getting some music out there. Had an opportunity to do a um, show at Stratford Rex for African Independence Day, but I couldn't make it. But I did the music for the guys, um, helped produce this, this group who was performing. You know, it was nice. Nice meeting people, nice creating. I've done other projects like different studios and, and it's fine. Um, I never really completed a project for myself. I mean, I did mixtapes, I did other tracks. I did tracks for other people. But I never did anything for myself. So one of the things I, I, I wanted to do is not now maybe a little bit more down the line I'd like to just do a project for myself back to back something classical 10 tracks yeah just uh, a, a piece of me basically that I've, I've always loved doing music I've always enjoyed doing music I still have my Studio equipment, I still got my mics, keyboards, instruments. Um, so, yeah, that's something to look forward to down the line. Keep me busy and occupied. And yeah, I'll put it out, see how it goes. Um, but ultimately, it's for me. It's for me to hand down, it's for me to reflect on, it's for me to say, yeah, I did it. And even just to even to, to press a few copies and just to have I'll even give them out I don't really care I just want some vinyl copies for myself even if it's a white label I don't really mind um, but that's that's going to be a part and parcel of more projects to come in the future but definitely want to um, focus on getting a budget together for 2024 and getting a feature out there otherwise what's the point in buying this fucking camera just to have and to hold to love and obey and honor and cherish in sickness and in health
so yeah just um i've got a script ready actually i wrote it about a month ago i've been editing it nearly every fucking day for about a month and the other day oh, i i left it for about a week and then the other day i went back to it don't want to reread it tweak it and i changed a lot around and i was like okay it's coming together and um when i was speaking to my cousin i'd given him the idea of this film and she gave me an idea she goes oh you know how you should end it and i was like go on i'm listening and she told me and i was like yeah that's clever i was like so i'll put that ending in the ending that she suggested I was like, that's very clever. I like it. And she's a creative anyway, so she she's she always comes with um great ideas. And we like I like bouncing ideas off with her, so but as regards the camera, that's gonna be incorporated into the film. I have to I, I I'm I'm working on two things at the at the moment, but they're both the same end game have the same have the same anything so the photography will be included into the feature film because the feature film is about a photographer and before you think you know you don't know and no i'm not in the film and no i'm not the photographer playing in the film so yes those are the two things that are going to come together to make one. I'm looking forward to it. Visually, in my mind, I can see it all working. Visualising it and matching it to my bank account. <laughs> That's another thing. But, hey, when you got a dream, you got a dream big. And then you just focus on making that dream come alive by any means. Um, it's funny because for this script there's two locations which will cost a lot the other locations is basically two different houses um, there's an outdoor scene shot which can be done in front of a hospital or and the cemetery but the main two uh, scenes yeah those it's going to cost me a bit or if I can work a way around it I don't know I don't know I've got to I've got to really really um think how I'm going to do this but it can be done it will be done I will do it so I think that's 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 it I know it's not a glamorous finish to the podcast to the journey but those are the next steps as we uh, end 2023 and move into 2024 I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast and yeah, 
But the journey has not stopped. The journey has just is just continuing in a different form, in a different place, for a different time. And hopefully it'll work out. And hopefully you guys will uh, enjoy it more. Seeing my ugly face on a monitor or on your <laughs> on your phone. Thinking, oh my god, I gotta listen I gotta look at this ugly person as well as listen to him. Jesus. Jesus, take the wheel. Um, but like I said, I I wanna switch things up. I think it's time to switch things up. But we're still keeping it moving. So feel free to uh, follow the links, follow the description. And I will catch you on the flip side. Um, Stay tuned. Peace, love, keep filming. And I'm out.